You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. This is a show that will equip you to build healthy relationships so that you'll have the foundation you need to create a fulfilled life. Hello, everyone. My name is Yolanda Postel. I'm a relationship coach and the host of Purposeful Woman. Today, we're continuing part two of my discussion with relationship mentor, Christina Kiri-Kadu. In the previous episode, we discussed her involvement in a relationship that dimmed her light and damaged her self-esteem. When the relationship was over, she embarked on a journey to rediscover who she was and love herself again. With the help of family, friends, and a holistic approach to healing, not only did she learn to fully love and appreciate herself, she helps others to do so as well. Let's get into the second half of my discussion with Christina. I think therapy is definitely more acceptable. And I don't know how it was when you were growing up, but I know that there was a time when therapy, especially in the community of people of color, was not looked at um, as a thing that is positive or that is a thing that we should do. It was more so, well, keep what's going on with you in your home and don't share it and therapy isn't necessary. But I think that that led to a whole generation of people. Um, what is, there was a, a saying that someone said, you know, you're, you're bleeding all over the people that you're trying to help. And so I think it led to a whole generation of people bleeding all over people that they were trying to help, you know, people that weren't healed themselves. Um, so I think it is important to not only do those steps, but if a person needs to take therapy, definitely, definitely do it. And, um, and of course, I, I think there, I don't see anything wrong with a person if they are going through something, um, be it small or big. Sometimes we just want to talk through something with someone that's not our close, close friend and not our close family member, but um, just somebody else. <laughs> yes, totally. Sometimes, I mean, our friends don't have the capacity to listen to our problems the same way a therapist has. And that is not to say to diminish our friends. It's just it's, you know, sometimes it's too much for our friends as well. You know, they can only help up to a certain point and it takes the knowledge and the wisdom of a therapist to actually take us that step further. And um, I totally agree with what you said about therapy, having that stigma um, of maybe sometimes being a luxury perhaps right of something that only people um i don't know how to how to say it but like i think luxury is probably for a lack of a better word the best um analogy that i can find at the moment it's and some... i think there may have been a little bit of stigma some people may say oh or am i going to be looked at as weak because i need to go to therapy and mm. I don't think that's the case no it's it actually speaks of uh, strength and courage you know it, it takes courage to seek help and to have the wisdom to understand that 
you have come to your wits ends and you need the support of someone else. So I'm all for therapy and I think it's definitely a valuable tool towards healing. And there was something else you mentioned about um, people putting, I guess, all their eggs in one basket when it comes to their spouse or significant other. And I 100% agree um, because I know there was a period in time where my husband and I, we were going through, our, I call it our rocky period, but I realized that I had, you know, kind of, I had shut down my friendships. Not that I didn't stay in touch, but I um, let a lot of things go. And it really highlighted the fact that it is important to keep your connections socially. It is important to keep um, your connections, you know, if you, if you have a church or organization that you participate in keeping your connection with them. Um, and just keeping your connection with yourself and just making sure you are well-rounded and don't let go of your interest to just pick up everything that's theirs because you can be in a healthy relationship um, or you could be in a situation, a person could be in a situation where their spouse passes away. And the key is we just never know what life will bring. And so it's just important for us to just have that well-rounded circle. Um, but I know that I, I hear that more so with women than men. I don't really, and I could be wrong, mm -hmm. but my experience seems to be that a lot of women let go of their interest and pursuits and, um, they just, mm. just take on the habits and hobbies of their spouse and whatever they were interested in, um, whatever hobbies they liked. And it, it doesn't have to be something that's damaging to a relationship. It could be something like, like tennis or acting courses, but they let all of that go and just to delve into whatever their spouse or significant other's interest is and then find themselves like you did later saying, oh my goodness, I don't even know me. And I've had friends say, I don't even know what I like anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what interests me. So um, it is, you know, I just think that that's an, an awesome point that whether a person, if your person is in, um, in a relationship or outside of a relationship, thank you for bringing up that point because that is important. Mm. That's definitely important. And so my next question for you is, do you feel everything you went through, um, did it, do you feel that it made you stronger and more compassionate to women or men just in general uh, that may find themselves in that particular, in the same situation that you were in 10, you know, 15 years ago. Yes, definitely. I mean, I've always been a person that was looking at the the glass half full rather than half empty. I've um, realized that everything in life happens for me, not to me. And even the most difficult situations have helped me to become the person that I am today. And like I said, they happened for a reason. 
I needed to make those experiences. And also uh, I co-created those experiences. I don't like the notion of being a victim um, because I think that everything in life, I mean, obviously excluding some very extreme circumstances, we are co-creating in some way or form, you know, and I believe that I played my part in whatever happened to me. So I'm only speaking about my experience. I'm not saying that if someone has been uh, the victim of an awful crime or something um, or assault or something else, that it was their fault. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I've recognized for myself that for my um, experience, I played my part in whatever happened to me. And I've, I'm looking at all of that as lessons, lessons learned. And it definitely has, um, what's the word? It definitely has helped me with my empathy towards people finding themselves in a similar situation. Because I remember there was a time when I was thinking, how could she how could she allow this to happen to her she's such a strong and independent young woman why would she do that and then i found myself in the exact same situation and i had to ask myself well how did you allow yourself to to find yourself in that situation it it can happen really quickly and there is no shame in finding oneself in a situation like that. And so, yes, it has helped me tremendously to actually have great empathy for people finding themselves in a similar situation and understanding what they're going through, what, what goes through their mind, the emotions that are coming up, and the feelings of uh, despair that may come up as well, feelings of shame, that, like we've said earlier, feelings of deep pain and frustration and even desperation at, at points. Um, yeah, I definitely um, feel for, for those people, not from a point of I'm up here looking down at you, but... Mm-hmm from a point of I've been where you've been and I know how hard it can be and how heartbreaking it is, but from a point of knowing that there is a way out and that if we have the courage to speak up and actually confide in someone, whether that is a friend or a coworker or someone in a helpline, just actually speaking it out loud sometimes helps us to make it real and once it's real you also realize that something needs to happen in order to change that situation and that is a great start so it's it's about overcoming that hurdle in your mind that there is something to be ashamed about. There is nothing to be ashamed about. Speaking up about it is courageous and it's what's needed. It's 
it's what it's needed. It's to amplify our voices and normalize conversations around finding ourselves in, in toxic and abusive relationships, you know, not to normalize the fact that they exist, but normalize the fact that we're all human beings and we all can find ourselves in a relation in such a relationship and to normalize the fact that it's okay to speak about it and that it doesn't actually throw um, a bad light on you or makes you less of a human being. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the key is, like you said, acknowledging that something needed to change and be willing to reach out to get help when needed. And um, I think that that is something that uh, anybody that may, you know, person that finds themselves in that position don't allow shame to hold you back don't allow shame to stop you from moving forward and seeking the help you need mm. anybody that's out there but I am glad that you know you are there and um, again from what you said it's not a matter of I'm better than you it's a matter of I feel what you've been through I understand I have been there I know the emotions I know the pain I understand what it takes to heal and um, I can help you get there. Mm. So, now, what would you tell women that are going through the same type of situation right now? Um, if there was one thing you would tell them, what would that one thing be? If there was only one thing I could tell them is to find the courage within themselves to actually confide in someone that is possibly the one thing that I regret not having done because for a long long time shame and pride held me back they held me back from speaking the truth and telling what was going on behind closed doors people were looking at us thinking that we were having the perfect relationship, you know, to most people, especially to people who didn't know us that well. I think you can't really trick people who know you well. They can see if something's off. But to most people that actually didn't know us, we looked like we were having it all, right? So they looked at us as if we could impart wisdom on how to actually have uh, the perfect relationship, let's say. So um, I regret holding on to that picture, you know, because when you're in a relationship, and especially if you were the type of person like I was, who up until that point had only been in two other relationships, those other two relationships lasted a little bit longer than six months. So when I was in that relationship that all, that almost lasted eight years, I, in my head, almost held on to that number as well. It was like a trophy that I was carrying, you know, eight years together or seven years together, eight years together, you know, that's something that that, that is something to aspire to as if the number was was actually validating the relationship which is absolute bs you know it's not about the number it doesn't matter you know 
Um, but I was holding on to that. I was holding on to the idea of us coming across as the perfect couple instead of actually seeing the relationship for what it was and speaking up about it. So my advice would be don't hold on to these things because they don't matter. The number doesn't matter. The idea that you portray outwards doesn't matter. It's not about um, pretending, you know. It's all about being real and actually living the life that you want. And if the life that you, that you are living is not authentic and, you, and it doesn't fill you with joy, then you need to speak up about it. So I would advise them to actually find the courage within themselves to speak to someone about what they're going through because that will also help them to get some sort of validation, which is, um, let's say, a good type of validation because people listening to you will actually validate your feelings of something not being right. And that's what you need. You need, yeah. you need someone to, to have on your side to realize that and don't to not allow the other person to manipulate you to think that you are crazy and that you are making things up. So that would be my advice. Speak up about it. Leave pride and shame aside. And you will see that that will change a lot of things. The first time I actually spoke about what was going on, in well behind closed doors with someone a weight was lifted off me that is undescribable but unfortunately it took me years to come to that point it took me years to open my mouth and be able to say that so it may sound like a lot but so maybe so maybe just start off by validating yourself. You know, you are not crazy. If, if you feel invalidated in your relationship and if you have some doubt, you know, no one needs to validate you. But if you confide in someone and they are on your side, then you know that you are not crazy. I, I don't know how else to say that, but... Um, you put that well and... I think it's just a matter of us as women letting go of that image of perfection. I think just in general, we as women were taught we're supposed to look perfect. We're supposed to you know, dress a certain way. And as a woman, we're supposed to be like this and our relationship should look like this. And so we fall into what the societies um, or society's trap of perfection, um, mm -hmm. looking perfect. And so you know, there's a scripture that talks about man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So man looks at how everything is on the outside, but we know what's going on on the inside. You know, God knows what's going on in the inside. And um, it's about letting go of those, the, the fake images that we've created. And some of that is the fantasy images we've created in our mind. Mm -hmm. Just letting that all go and acknowledging what is truth, what is real.
Mm-hmm. So, well, Christina, thank you so much for being my very first guest. And uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom. And uh, I know that it was extremely helpful to a lot of women out there. And I know that they can, um, that there's various ways that people can get in touch with you. What is the best way for people to follow you on social media or just to get in touch with you if they have any questions? Uh, the easiest way to actually get in touch, touch with me is Instagram. That's where I live on social media. So my Instagram handle is at hey, it's frizzy. And uh, people can DM me on there. That's probably the easiest way to find me and um, yeah, talk to me. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Purposeful Woman Podcast. And um, I'm sure we will have other conversations in the future. (laughs) Thank you very much for inviting me. I really enjoyed talking to you and I look forward to future invitations and chat again. All right. Thank you. What a great conversation with Christina Curie Cadu. I mean, she brought out so many great points during our discussion. But there's a couple that I would like to highlight. One is the importance of maintaining social connections outside of a relationship. It does not devalue the person that you're with, but it's just good to have people that you're connected to, friends that you have outside of your romantic relationship. Because let's face it, um, sometimes you may go through a situation, your spouse or loved one may fall ill And they may help be a support system for you. Or sometimes the relationship may fall apart. And if you've made that one person your entire world and you've never, uh, you lost all of your connections, you literally have to go out there and rebuild. And so it is something that I think to have a well-rounded life, you definitely need to have a well-rounded social circle. Another point is letting go of pride and the illusion of perfection. If you are that person that you know you're in a toxic, unhealthy relationship, but you are stuck on the fact that everyone sees you as the perfect couple and everyone has these high expectations or you don't want to let other people down, Don't worry about what other people say. Don't worry about the image. Let it go. It's better to be able to love yourself. It's better to be in a relationship where you're valued and in a relationship where you are completely respected rather than put up a front just to continue to live a life that's not real. What's the point of having years with someone just to say you have a large number, you know, just to say, oh, I've been married 25 years or whatever you want to say. What's the point of that? If all five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years 
has been toxic, has been unhealthy, has been abusive, has damaged your self-esteem and literally tried to destroy who you are. What is the point of maintaining an illusion when all it's doing is hurting you? So don't let shame hold you back. Don't let pride hold you back. Be real. Be real with yourself and be real with others. Because when you can let go of the illusion and accept the reality of what is, accept your relationship in the state that it's in, in the toxic, unhealthy state that it's in. If this is, I'm speaking to those that are in toxic, abusive relationships. When you can acknowledge that, you can begin to take steps to move forward. And I'm so glad that Christina was able to rebuild her life and just heal every area, financially, physically, spiritually, and move forward. And it's great to see that she's in a good place. And if she can rebuild her life, so can you. She learned to love herself again and value herself again and you can do the same thing. So if you find yourself in a relationship that's toxic or abusive, speak out, seek help. Don't stay in silence. Reach out to family members, reach out to friends. As Christina said, call a hotline. Don't suffer in silence. Seek help and make a plan to start over and rebuild your life. You don't have to stay in that situation. And that's why it's important for us to share stories like this and to hear stories um, and situations such as Christina's just to give encouragement to those that may be going through the same situation to say there is hope, there is a way out. It's not hopeless. It's not hopeless. You don't have to stay stuck in a place of guilt and shame and you can start over and have a beautiful life. But it just takes the step of acknowledging it and seeking help. So give Christina a shout out on social media. Follow her on Instagram at Hey It's Frizzy. That's F as in Frank, R-I-Z-Z-Y. And let her know you listened to the episode and enjoyed the conversation. Be sure to subscribe to Purposeful Woman on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Podbean to listen to each episode at your convenience. And by the way, don't forget to rate and review. To be the first to hear each new episode dropped weekly, tune in to QueendomGlobalNetwork.com on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 p.m. Eastern. And remember, healthy relationships are the foundation for a fulfilled